Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 83. Hey, this is Benjamin Hardy, author of Willpower Doesn't Work and the number one writer at medium.com. And if you want to learn more how I built my audience, you should listen to this episode of Build Your Network with my good friend, Travis Chapel. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, Build Your Network is supported by CastBox, the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on iOS and Android. CastBox has over 50 million free episodes that more than 10 million users download and listen to wherever, whenever. And now for all Build Your Network listeners, once you've downloaded the CastBox app, click Go Premium and enter promo code 90 days to get three free months of premium features. Head on over to the App Store or Google Play Store to download CastBox now. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Benjamin Hardy. Ben has been the number one writer on Medium.com for the past three years. His new book, Willpower Doesn't Work, is coming out March 6th and will rock your world. He and his wife are foster parents to three great kids and love spending time together. Ben, thanks so much for coming to the show today, brother. Really, really excited to have you. Why don't you go ahead and expound a tad on that intro and then tell us what you're most excited about right now. Absolutely. 
finishing up my PhD in business psychology. I study the difference between wannabe entrepreneurs and real entrepreneurs. I've been writing on medium.com as was mentioned already. I write about self-improvement, motivation, and psychology and entrepreneurship. And then, yeah, do a lot of speaking and stuff and just enjoy my life with my wife and my three foster kids who we've had for three years now and we're trying to adopt. So yeah, that's that's awesome. what's going on. What I'm most excited about in 2018, at least in the beginning of 2018, is launching my book, Willpower Doesn't Work. Hmm. Can you tell us just one key takeaway that you'd like a reader to take away from that book? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I could sum it up in a quote from Dr. Marshall Goldsmith. He wrote the book called Triggers, but his quote is this, if you do not create and control your environment, your environment will create and control you. Love that, man. I'm really looking forward to getting, picking up a copy of that book. If you're listening and it is March 6th or later in 2018, then go pick up a copy of Ben's book, Willpower Doesn't Work. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic, bro. Um, so you said something right in the little intro there that I really want to take a little bit of a deeper dive into, which is you say you study the difference between an entrepreneurs who are actually doing stuff and then kind of quote unquote wannabe entrepreneurs. What is the difference? Yeah. So it's obviously going to be really relevant to your audience and to yourself. So what's the difference between dreamers and doers really is the question. And the simple answer, well, I'll just give you the straight up answer. The answer is when a person starts investing money into their goals and their dreams, they experience what psychologists and economists call the sunk cost bias, which basically means that when you invest money into something, you start to become very committed to that thing and you start to wrap your identity around it. So when you invest in something, you stop seeing yourself as wanting to do something and you see yourself as doing it. And you can use investment in a lot of ways to create motivation. You know, I know a lot of people, they invest in a personal trainer to make sure they get to the gym. Mm -hmm. But when you start investing in yourself, in your skill development, in your relationships, whether that be mentorships or masterminds, then you just change who you are and yeah. you change your environment, which is really what the book's all about is change your environment so that you can change yourself. Because for most people, change happens from the outside in, even though we talk about it like it happens from the inside out. And there's, <laughs> I can tell you and I are going to get along really well here, Ben, because <laughs> exactly what you said is exactly what I preach a lot at people, which is you need to invest in yourself. And, you know, I'll have people come up to me and be like, hey, man, what if, like, I just got $10,000 and I want to invest that in something? What should I invest in? You know, like, and they're expecting me to say, like, oh, you should put that in Bitcoin or you should put that into real estate or you should put that into index mutual funds or whatever it may be. But my answer is always the same. So if you're listening and you were about to ask me that question, don't ask me that question because here's my answer. And that is invest in yourself. If you don't have a hundred grand or 200 grand to start putting into actual investments that are going to make you money, then I believe you should be investing into yourself until you have that kind of money or else the investments that you make, you're either going to get lucky and then double down on something that you got lucky on this time. And next time it's going to completely screw you over and you lose your money or you're just going to lose your money the first time anyway. But when you invest into yourself, you never lose your money. It's always a gain when you invest into yourself. So I love what you talked about here, Ben. So let's take a deeper dive into that. What did that look like for you? So you're the number one writer on Medium, which is really, really big. And it's been that way for the past three years. So when you first got started, did you invest into yourself to learn how to do what you were trying to get good at? Of course. Yeah. I started buying books. Like once you decide you want to do something, that's the stage where you're a dreamer, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, that's yep. where most people get stuck. How do you get out of that stage the fastest is you need the psychological upgrade, which is what happens when you start paying money into something, start becoming committed to it, start developing skills around it. And so I bought online courses, learned how to write viral headlines, learned how to pitch myself onto big platforms, 
and what's cool is, is when you become invested in something, like two things happen. Obviously, you kind of create the because you're invested, you feel like you need to like make good on your investment. So you kind of like, it compels you to go forward, but also it, it shifts your mindset. Like, mm-hmm. so there's a quote that I love. It's from Dr. David Hawkins. And he says that basically your unconscious will only allow you to have what you believe you deserve. And so if you don't believe you deserve a lot in your life, you're not going to have a lot. And how do you upgrade that subconscious belief system? It's, it's investing in yourself. When you invest in yourself, you shatter your subconscious paradigms. And then you just put yourself in a situation where you can learn good things. You put yourself in proximity to learn from mentors. And so that's what I did. I didn't have a lot of money at the beginning. You know, yeah, I was spending, yeah. I was a grad student making like a thousand bucks a month, but I would invest a good chunk of that outside of our living expenses mm-hmm. right back into my own education. Yeah. And when you invest in yourself, you get a 10x return. And so it's like very quickly you learn new stuff, you you upgrade your skills, and then you you have more skills to use. And so it was very fast for me to write viral articles because I had invested in the skill development and yeah. because I was invested in becoming a true writer. And so, I mean, everything you're saying is true. <laughs> At the very beginning, how much time and money did you invest into your blog before you really started getting traction and before you started making money from it? before you started seeing an actual return on all the money and time that you're putting into it. Yeah. So as far as like money and time, I had been reading and studying, not just writing, but I mean, I'd been studying for years before I really started investing dollars. Yeah. Once I started investing dollars, then all of a sudden I started taking it more seriously. So, I mean, I would say I didn't make any money off of my blog. Well, I mean, I was making, once I started hitting some viral posts, like websites like the New York Observer and stuff would pay me a few hundred bucks to write an article, but that's not worth it. That ended up being a short-term, hmm. a short-term kind of win for a long-term loss because writing at Medium and places like Medium Quora and LinkedIn, you can get a ton of email subscribers. And so oh, okay. I think I was writing for probably a year, wow. invested a ton of time and probably five ten thousand $10,000 into it. And then I... Then immediately, you know, the first time I, I launched, you know, and I started with just doing some individual coaching, you know, I made like 21,000 bucks in a week because at that point I had a pretty sizable audience. I'd studied how to launch any form of product, you know, and then later that year I was able to launch bigger and bigger things. And then in 2017, way bigger things. And so, yeah, I mean, it took about a year and a lot of time. And then the results just became exponential. Yeah, I love that so much, man, because I think blogging and podcasting and YouTubing, like basically any like kind of influencer type of media, I think is, is along the same lines. And I deal with some people who will, you know, they've been podcasting for like five months or they've been blogging for three months or they started a YouTube channel eight months ago and they're like, I'm not seeing any traction. What am I doing wrong? How come the, this and that and this and that? And it's just like, how long have you been doing it? Yeah, three months. <laughs> yeah, that's, you got to think way more long term than that, you know, and you're going to have a lot of the problem is you're going to have a lot of naysayers in your life. You're going to have a lot of people that are going to be like, what are you doing? Why did you spend money on that? Why are you spending the majority of your income back into online courses? You're getting scammed like this is stupid. Why are you spending your money on this? You could buy this. You could buy that. You could go on vacation with us. You could go out with us to the bar. You're going to have a lot of <laughs> naysayers and stuff like that in your life that are looking at what you're spending money on and being like, you're never going to make money with that. But the problem is people listen to those people instead of looking at it from your perspective, Ben, or from like a Gary V perspective where it's just like, look, if you do this for long enough and you put in consistent quality effort into this, 
you will gain traction. Doesn't matter what niche you're in, doesn't matter what topic that you're talking about. If you do it consistently and the consistent work that you put in is quality, it's not crap. It has to be quality, consistent work. Then over time, you will gain a following. If you're always investing back into yourself, figuring out how the big guys did it, then it's only a matter of time. But I think so many people are just too impatient for that. Would you agree with that, Ben? Yeah, I would. I definitely would. And I think if someone was to ask me, for example, like, if I was doing a podcast, because the quality of the podcast depends like on your ability to facilitate a conversation and also the quality of the people you have on your show. I mean, investing in microphones and stuff like that is super key, obviously, Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But I mean, I think I would also invest in people. You know, it's like, it would be pretty easy, for example, to have some people on your show if you bought their products. You know what I mean? Like you buy their products and then so you invest in relationships and you may need to spend a few thousand dollars to get someone big on your show. Mm -hmm. But that could be the game changer that would open up all the other doors because then you could leverage that. And so I think a lot of it's just not knowing where to put the money, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. I'm glad you brought that up. So this episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Big caveat here is just because you're spending money doesn't mean you're going to get results. So make sure that you're spending money in a way that's going to really benefit you and that you're implementing the things that you spend money on learning and you're cultivating the relationships that you spend money to create initially. Just spending the money isn't going to get you the results. But if you spend the money, you learn the things that you need to learn, it's going to cut your runway in half. You're going to skip rungs on the ladder, so to speak. And there's a lot of different ways to make sure that that happens. So Ben, I want to ask you this question to kind of get the conversation a little bit further along this way. And this is one that I ask just about every guest that comes on the show. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? I think it's really both. I think obviously you need to know the right people to get the right leverage. But 
if you don't know how to contribute to those relationships mm-hmm. in the right way, then those relationships aren't going to get you that much distance. And so you really need both. Like Cal Newport, he talks about in his book, So Good They Can't Ignore You, hmm. the importance of developing rare and valuable skills. Yeah. You know, And so you develop rare and valuable skills, and usually you have to do that whether that be through mentoring or just learning in some form or fashion and practicing trial and error, then when you do invest in relationships or develop mentorships or masterminds, whatever you're going to do, you know, what I've found is because I'm in, you know, I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point on mentorships and mastermind groups is most people don't know how to successfully navigate that world. They invest, you know, a lot of money into a mentorship or something and they immediately want something out. Mm -hmm. And that's not how you do it. You have to obviously have something enormous to contribute to that relationship or the relationship's not going to be powerful. Like there's the book Give and Take from Adam Grant, you know, and I think a lot of people when they invest in a relationship, they immediately become takers because they've given an amount of money that they think that they can then be a taker. It's like, no, Right. right. You invest in a relationship and then you stay a giver. It's like you pay someone money and then you help them with your rare and valuable skills that you've developed. (laughs) And if you do that, if you pay someone money to get their help and you go over the top to help them, then it's just like that's where all the doors open up. And so I think it's both. I mean, but if you don't have anything to contribute or if you have the wrong mindset and if you're trying to be a taker, then it doesn't matter how much money you pay to get into a network. If you're just trying to be a taker and you don't have... You know, if you haven't developed the rare skills and abilities to totally contribute, mm-hmm. you're not going to be successful. But if you've got amazing skills and you are a super abundant giver to the right people within that network, then that's when stuff just flies. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said there. Doing what Ben just said is what's going to differentiate you from the hundreds of other people that are trying to get the attention, especially of somebody that is worth getting mentorship from. So quick story on that. And I know that some people listening to this have heard me tell this story before, so I'll keep it kind of short. But exactly what you just said, Ben, is exactly what I did. One of my mentors, John Lee Dumas, who's you know one of the top business podcasters out there. When I first started getting into podcasting, I was like, hey, I want to go learn from the best. And so I ended up going out to a mastermind at his house and Puerto Rico. And it was not cheap. It was about 6,500 bucks just for the mastermind plus plane ticket and stuff, food, all that kind of stuff while you're out there. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. About 8,000 bucks that it set me back. And it took me a couple of weeks to make the decision. But what I tell people is like the one mental shift that I think really allowed me to cultivate a real friendship and good mentoring relationship with the guy is that when I went out there, I wasn't thinking, how can I make this worth my money? It was a good amount of money for me at the time. That was not a small totally. amount of money to drop. You That's know? a great so, amount of money. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, my first initial thought was I better get something out of this. But then I caught myself thinking that and I switched it to how can I give something to John Lee Dumas, somebody that already has way more connections than I do, somebody that already has way more money than I do. How do I help out that person? And so throughout the course of the weekend, I found a way to do it. And I ended up working a couple booths for him. I have a lot of experience in door-to-door sales and retail sales and stuff like that. And so he had a booth coming up. He wanted to sell some of his journals and he was looking for somebody to help manage that booth and run it for them and sell journals for them. And so I just volunteered and I said, Hey man, I'll do it for you. I paid for my own hotel. I went over there. I worked for him totally for free, sold a bunch of stuff for him. He ended up inviting me to another conference he was going to called Thrive, which is what Cole Hatter puts on. And then Over there, I met a bunch of people at that event. John Lee Dumas then introduced me to Cole, and now I'm in Cole's mastermind, and Cole has introduced me to a lot of people. But the one mindset shift that I can go back to is that how can I help this person, even though I just paid them $6,500, how can I contribute to them to make it to where it's an actual relationship, not just like, hey, I paid money to go to your house one time. So now, when John introduces me to people, bro, it's like, he's no longer saying, oh, hey, this is Travis. He paid to come to my mastermind at my house. It's like, hey, this is my friend, Travis, which is a much more powerful 
powerful introduction when he introduces me to some of the people that he knows. But yeah, love what you're saying on that, bro. So much good stuff from that. So with this being such an important aspect of life with mentorship, relationships, masterminds, all that stuff being so important, why do you think, Ben, that so many people just don't do it? A lot of it's the same emotional baggage you were going into before, you know, a lot of people just don't understand it. You know, it's like when you spend, for example, 50, you know, or even $10,000 to have a relationship, like most people that just doesn't make sense. And so they'd rather stick it in the stock market or something like that. It is a psychological. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a psychological leap. It doesn't make sense for most people until you've actually started to do it. Your story is phenomenal. I mean, I'd be really interested to hear how many people were there. So how many people paid to be at that that event? Yeah, it was me and four other people. Okay, okay, Mm -hmm. interesting. Okay, so that's smaller than I expected. But I mean, yeah, you'd think though that even with those people, the orientation of most would be like, what can John Lee Dumas do for me? Right. You know, that's obviously you were there because you wanted to advance yourself, but you shifted your perspective and you you started giving and I'm guessing that you probably gave more than the other people did. Who knows? You know, maybe everyone else there was onto that same principle. But yeah, I mean, why do I think people don't do it? First off, a lot of people are pretty unclear on where they want to go. And once you get clear, then you kind of have to realize that it really is people. Once you know what you want and you know the skills you need to develop, then you need the right relationships to get there. Investing small amounts in education or access at the beginning, like you said, it, it just speeds the process. Right. And so I think a lot of it is how big do you want to play? And if you want to play in the big world, you have to take kind of what would be considered financial risks, you mm-hmm. know? Like it's yeah. risky to invest $8,000 to take a one-day trip or a two-day trip down to meet someone. And then you've got to be smart in that situation and not get in your own way. And you've got to think about how you can be a contributor. And then that opens up the next door, which was the right door, Yeah, which we yeah. you said going to thrive. Like you wouldn't have ever had that second opportunity had you not first off invested and then taken advantage of that opportunity by being a giver. And so I don't know. I think it's just having vision. That long term. You know? Yeah. Well, and it's also just thinking like, yeah, I mean, you have to have long term vision, but also it's just like, If you really, really want something, it kind of reminds me of the quote, when the why is strong enough, you'll figure out how. And the how is usually going to be best served through relationships for sure. Yeah, definitely. I love that. And then you said something earlier too, that's literally like my mantra. I have it pasted up on my wall in my office. And that's the book that you were talking about, which stems from, I think from the Steve Martin quote, which is be so good, they can't ignore you. You know, I think one of the only ways to be so good is to get around people who are also really good because that is going to rub off on you. I just always find that when you spend time with people who are exponentially better than you, you get exponentially better at whatever it is that you're doing. So like if me and a friend are the same, I played a lot of basketball growing up, some of these basketball is an analogy. So if me and a friend are the same skill level of basketball and we go to the gym every day and we work together on it, we will get better because we're putting in the work. But if I go to the gym with LeBron James and I work on my game with him, my game is going to shoot through the roof way faster than it would if I was going to the gym with my buddy that's on the same skill level as I am. So kind of an exaggerated example there, but I think it really puts across the point that when you spend time with people that are just on a completely different level than you are, you start skipping levels and you start hitting those levels a lot faster than you would if you just tried to figure it out yourself. And in the end, I think the bottom line is our only real asset is time. You know, like you can make money back. You can't get time back. So if I can ever spend a good amount of money to save myself a lot of time, 
I'm probably going to do it if I can make it happen. I think that's exactly what you did, which is what allowed you to become the number one writer on Medium and get into some of these different circles and stuff. So talk to me about masterminds and stuff. I, I know that that's kind of the way that you and I got introduced is a mutual friend of ours, Steve Sims, who was on the show from Blue Fishing is made an intro because you guys are in a mastermind together. So I know that you still do a lot of that stuff. Can you talk into that for a second? Yeah, definitely. I mean, just to kind of reiterate everything you're saying. So, I mean, the book that I'm coming out with, it's called Willpower Doesn't Work because willpower is the product of being in a, like two things, either you don't know what you want or your environment opposes your goal. And what most psychologists say is that almost all of our behavior is outsourced to our environment. Like on an airplane, you're not going to smoke a cigarette. Like the environment just doesn't allow for that. And so going along with all this and kind of just one more thought on what you said, like, yeah, you could practice with your friend or you can go practice with LeBron James. It's not effort enough. A lot of people are putting towards effort toward their goals and not making Mm -hmm. a lot of progress. And they may even be putting quality effort in. But quality versus adapting to a really high level of environment is different. If you're practicing with LeBron, you're going to have to force, you know, so in the book, The Art of Learning by Josh Waitzkin, but what he talks about is a concept you've just described. It's called investing in failure. So like when you play LeBron James, you're not playing to win. When you play (laughs) with your friend, you are playing to win. Right. If you invest in failure, which means you're playing against people who are way better than you, you're going to fail faster and you're going to learn quicker. Winning is rarely the path to learning, at least in the beginning. As far as mastermind groups, I'm involved in multiple you know, at this point, lucky enough to speak at a lot of them. But me and Steve are in Genius Network together, which is Joe Polish's mastermind group. And I'm also in Joe Polish's 100K group. You know, the reason I joined these groups is exactly what we're talking about. Like it's the psychological upgrade. Your subconscious will only allow you to have what you believe you deserve. And so when you invest in yourself, not only do you shatter your unconscious belief system, but you create access to a lot better belief systems. So it's not for me, I know, and I've actually written articles about this, about how it's not what you get back. When you put yourself in those type of communities, it's about the collaborations and the ideation and about, you know, your brain literally changes in those situations and you get the insights and the ahas and you learn to serve at a much higher level. Hmm. And so for me, it's about the transformation, not about what I can get back because when I transform myself, which happens usually from the outside in, you know, it's when you put yourself in that environment, that that environment changes you. So when you have that internal transformation, then you can do a lot more than you could have done before. And so for me, you know, and that's really what the whole book is about, is about how in Western culture, we're so individualistic that we think it's all about the individual when really in a lot of ways, it's about how the environment shapes the individual and that the individual's smartest decisions is to put themselves in environments that transform them. Yeah. That's really what the whole book's about. I agree with everything you're saying. I mean, I knew that your book was about networking, but this is, I mean, to me, this is like, if you haven't done it yet, you need to do it. Right. The first time I ever paid money to have a conversation with someone was, it was like in 2016 at the beginning of the year, I had like 10,000 email subscribers and I wanted to learn from Jeff Goins, you know, and he's a cool writer. Mm -hmm. And so he was in the middle of a book launch and in order to get to know him, well, so he, as part of a book launch, he was saying, if you buy 20 books off Amazon, he'll have a 30 minute conversation with you, for example. Mm-hmm. And that was like 230 bucks, but it got me a 30 minute phone call with him. And that's direct access. I mean, yeah. Jeff and I are buddies now at this point, but like those type of things, just getting access in small ways is the starting point. And then all of a sudden you pay for mentorship or, or whatnot. So yeah, it's, it's totally smart. And for me, it leads to 10 X upgrades every time. Yes. 10 X upgrades. Exactly. It, it just is what's going 
going to give you that exponential growth. And I love so much of what you were just saying there. And I think that identifying some of these key influencers, these people that you would like to connect with, people that you look up to in whatever field that you're in. If it's if you're a writer, it's going to be people like Jeff Goins. If you're a podcaster, it's going to be people like John Lee Dumas. If you're you know a surfer, it's going to be something different. If you're an actor, it's going to be someone different. But looking at these people, these influencers, and then figuring out ways to connect with them. So it's funny that you say that with the book launch, because that's a similar thing that would happen with me with John Lee Dumas was that he had his mastery journal Kickstarter campaign. And it basically, it was a, Hey, look, if you invest into this Kickstarter campaign, this prize for it is to come out to my house for three or four days with some other people and will mastermind about your business and your podcast and all this other stuff. So it was during both times for both of us, it sounds like these people had an ask. They finally had something that they were putting out that they wanted results back on. And those are the opportunities that you want to really hop on and be a proponent of what those people have. And when you do that, then you will have be able to get that access that Ben is talking about. So much good stuff here, bro. There's one question I want to ask you. When you were doing a lot of like reaching out to other blogs and everything like that, and then you were finally starting to connect with a bunch of people that were quote unquote on a level that was higher than you at the time, did you experience a lot of like rejection during that time period? And if you did, how did you handle that rejection? Rejection is par for the course. You know what I mean? Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you send a ton of emails and most of them you don't hear back from. It's kind of just like... You kind of just have to expect that. How did I handle it? I don't know. I just kept writing more and more. I kind of tried to apply the principle that we were talking about earlier. Be so good they can't ignore you. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's better actually to have people come to you than to go to them. Obviously, you need to reach out to people. Obviously, you need to continually pitch yourself. You need to make asks, etc. But if you're pumping out work that's just it can't be ignored. Right. Then it's very easy for people to be like, oh, I already know who this person is. Yeah, definitely. Well, we can connect. I mean, for me, it was just double down on the work, you know, write Mm. better blog posts than the people who I aspire to be like. Study their work and then write better stuff. You can study podcasts and you can do better interviews. It's just like, do work that's better than the people you want to be like. And then all of a sudden you'll start to get the attention and then, then you're on their level. I didn't need to pitch myself to get a big book deal. Like I had two editors from two of the big five New York publishers reach out to me and say, hey, we love your blog. Can we do your book? And so I think focusing on the craft, hmm. yeah, right. Focusing on the craft and focusing on relationships is important, but if you overfocus on relationships and not your craft, then it's kind of like, yeah, you can buy your way into any relationship, but hmm. if you're freaking awesome at what you do, if you're an expert and if you have a lot to give, then people want to be in your right. circle. Exactly. And that doesn't mean you don't pay for those relationships, you still do, but people want you there. There's a difference between having people really really want you there versus just like, yeah, this guy's paying me 10 grand. Yeah, so so true. What I tell people is like, look, you have to get the calluses. So when you're first starting out, you're going to hear no a lot. But if you can make it past that four, five, six month period, whatever it's going to be for you. So I'm like I'm at that tipping point now. I'm just now coming over the hill to where it's like I, I've been now I've talked to a lot of great people on my show. And so now when I reach out to other people that are also great, they have a lot of names that they recognize that have been on the show. And it's just so much social proof for them to just be like, yeah, okay, great. I'm going to have this week. I have some really great interviews that are coming up just because of that. But in the beginning, a lot of people told me no, but you have to get those calluses. And I liken it to that because when I was first learning how to play the guitar, 
I literally, Ben, this is going to sound like really ridiculous, but when I first started playing the guitar, I literally thought that I just couldn't play the guitar. I was like, I'm just one of those people that just can't play the guitar. There's just some people that can do it and some people that can't do it. I'm just one of the people that can't do it. My chords were sounding horrible. I was getting buzzing sounds. It seemed like I was hitting all the strings with my fingers. I couldn't switch chords, like all that stuff. But what happens is over three or four months of playing the guitar every day, you start to build up calluses on your fret hand. And after those calluses are built up, you start getting much better, much faster. But most people don't make it past the callus phase. They give up before they have those calluses. And if you give up before those calluses are formed, then you never see the potential that you could have had. And it's the same exact way when it comes to building your business, whether it's a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel or just a, an online coaching or whatever you do. Like, There's going to be a period where it's very uncomfortable. But if you can make it past that, that's where the real rewards are. Ben, I know that you and I could talk about this for a lot longer, but we do have to keep moving on to this last segment here, which I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Yep. Thanks, man. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Acting. If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? I'll just say Michael Jordan. <laughs> I'm not even that big of a basketball fan, but I think he's fascinating. So I'd probably just talk to him because because he's Michael Jordan. I don't know. <laughs> How do you like to consume content? Books, blogs, podcasts, or videos? Usually audiobooks. Okay, what's one of the best ones that you've read so far? I know we've talked about a bunch of books today, and we'll have all those in the show notes, but what's one of the best audiobooks you've listened to recently? The Body Keeps the Score. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Wake up, get in my car, drive to a parking lot across the way, pull out my journal, write in my journal, meditate, pray, go to the gym, come home, write. What is your go-to pump-up song? I listen to a lot of Daft Punk, so Son of Flynn is a good song, or uh, Duel of Fates, which is the song on Star Wars. What are you not very good at, Ben? Oh my gosh. Very disorganized, often in logistics and stuff like that. And as we get everything wrapped up here, what is one place online where we'll be able to find you the most? Uh, yeah, benjaminhardy.com or is kind of where you can get a start, or you can read all my stuff on medium.com. Perfect. So head over to benjaminhardy.com to find out everything about Benjamin. Go follow him on social media. He puts out a lot of great content and obviously on Medium with his blog. And then if it's uh, past March 6, 2018, then definitely go pick up a copy of his book, Willpower Doesn't Work, to hear more from Ben. Brent, thanks so much for coming on the show, bro. Really, really, really had a great time chatting with you. Absolutely. And you can actually pre-order it even if it's before March 6th. You can just get it on Amazon. But Perfect. yeah, man, thanks for having me on the show. It was amazing. Talk Perfect. to you soon. Even better. Yep. And we'll have all those links in the show notes. So it'd be really easy for you just to go swipe up on that Apple Podcast app and we'll take you over to Amazon. Pick up a copy of Ben's book. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Absolutely. It was a blast. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.